find ourselves having more confusion and disorder. But then again, when you can't lead and you don't know what to do, you want to make everybody keep going in all directions so they don't find out how ignorant you are of what should be done. Anyhow, there are a couple of big things that are happening this week. So I'm going to go over them so everybody really understands what's going on. The Donald wanted to make sure that he gave everybody a gift. So he put out an order or an edict, I guess is the way he looks at it, that everybody's going to have a payroll tax holiday. Except it isn't really a holiday, it's a nightmare. So let me give you the understanding of what it does. From September 1st, basically to December 31st, he has said that he's going to defer, is truly the right word, the collection of your Social Security and Medicare. So your employer technically has the option of asking you if you'd like it done or not, but he's getting most people, including the whole federal government, to make sure that they don't take it out of your pay. So from September 1 on through the end of the year, everybody's going to feel like they have a little more money. Except it's a deferral. You're going to owe that money come January 1 of next year. And it makes a problem for the employers also, because if it isn't collected and paid back timely <laughs> when the next year starts, so you may find that a big lump is taken out of your pay to catch up, there could be penalty and interest for just cooperating with this. It's all a stunt to make everybody believe they have more money in their pocket. I suggest if you don't get asked by your employer whether you want to participate and have it deferred, that if you do defer it or they just defer it for you, that you put it in an account because you're going to owe it back. It's going to cause you to be messed up. Whatever you had that they didn't take out for those four months, you're going to owe. So it's not really a big gift. Just making a big scene of it to make like he's, you know, it's like when you get the stimulus checks, he wanted his name on it, even though he's not signing it because he's not Secretary of the Treasury. <coughs> so do not be fooled by it. And if your company asks you if you want it deferred, I would suggest so that you don't drive yourself crazy, don't get it deferred because you're going to owe it back. and then could be painful to take it all out once or catch up. It's that simple, folks. Second, he issued a memo this past week where he's going to punish. And remember, this is the President of the United States is supposedly his title. Even though he acts like the, he's President of only the states that cooperate and kiss his ring and do what he wants. So he's issued another memo that said that if the cities and states 
that are having these violence and this lawlessness and this what he almost refers to and does call domestic terrorism, he is going to withhold federal funds. He hasn't figured out which ones yet. He hasn't figured out if he can, which he can't, but he's threatening the cities and states, mainly Democratic ones, big cities like New York, Chicago, et cetera, et cetera, L.A. So the man is, again, full of a lot of bluster, and he's trying to scare everybody. And in the middle of a pandemic where he has done nothing to lead and fix what could have been controlled better, they've pegged his lack of doing it, that at least 50,000 minimally of the 180,000 plus people who've died were caused by his inaction of taking good leadership. So he's going to take a little more lousy leadership and try and prove to everybody that he could choke off the cities and states who are hurting because they haven't been able to earn money. People are out of work and people who are fighting in the hospitals and stuff the budgets are blown apart, and he doesn't want to sign a bill that the House of Representatives put together four months ago at this point, because they're not capitulating with a little deal he wants here or there. It's always deals with him. He's a big deal maker? No, he isn't. He's just somebody who tries to strong arm. So you'll hear a lot about this stuff, and he'll tell you the Democrats aren't cooperating, et cetera, et cetera. We've run this country as a country. We have different parties, but we all know we're Americans. With the exception of this man who thinks he's the exalted leader. So I want you all to pay close attention to what's going on. We are the only ones at this point that could easily end this. All of us have to get up, get out, and vote. Wear your mask, wear a helmet, wear two visors if you need to, whatever. But go and vote. Check on the internet when early voting starts. Find the time to go. Your life, your existence may depend on it because he's going to ramble around and he gets in there again. He'll probably appoint himself king and it won't matter what anybody is doing. Nobody may listen to him, but we'll see what he does about it. We don't need to see that horror show. So in all seriousness, I advise you, vote and help everybody you know. If they're in a wheelchair, carry them to the polls. So I can't get more serious than this, but we have some interesting stuff from my alter ego. We'll let her give you an understanding of things that she wants you to know about. So bear with it. You'll see me smiling during it or something up on the screen that she wants to show you. Well, good morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's always great to be here. Uh, before I start on my agenda items, I always have a little introduction right after the host speaks. I want to make a few points Number one on this payroll tax holiday, you know, in the state of Florida and other states, they give you these holidays so you can go shopping for school supplies. 
people, a lot of the actions that the dictator and the Republican Party, because this is not just Donald Trump. I want everybody to understand it's the entire party. They are the ones that are fueling a lot of the things that he's doing. Or allowing it. Requires congressional action, anything having to do with taxes, payroll, social security. But because the party has decided that they are compromised, a lot of them, I believe, at this point are actually moles working as agents for Russia, like the president, who's not the president. He is a spy. That's what he is. When they touch Social Security, notice it's not that you're going to get a tax holiday from the federal taxes. You're getting a tax holiday from your Social Security, young people, middle-aged people, getting ready to retire people. Pay attention. It screws up your Social Security and Medicare payments. Medicaid, which is used to support people who don't make a lot of money and don't have insurance coverage, which I'm very happy to pay because I do believe that even a person who doesn't earn a lot of money deserves to have medical coverage. And then you're going to owe this money back. And so I know a lot of you are going to get it and you're going to go on vacations and you're going to go and spend all this money on Christmas and all this other nonsense and then scream come January, February, when you realize that you owe this money. He had a meeting at the Veterans Association at the VA hospitals across the country, and he sent out a memo. He's already talked to all of these payroll providers. You don't have a choice, and you cannot elect whether they take it out or not. There is no choice in the matter. It is going to be done across the board. It started September 1st. For most of us on our paycheck September 15th, we're going to see this horror show. So people, you got to start thinking. And Trump supporters, I know you hate everybody. You hate everything. You, you want to destroy the country. You don't really care. And you're the ones that need a lot of this help in the South, in the Midwest, in small towns. It's really shameful that people are not thinking about what this man is doing. And I want to say that I disagree with the host. The man is brilliant. He's tactical. He's dangerous. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's following orders. Destroy America and destroy democracy, period. And he's not the only one that feels that way. Alito in the Supreme Court feels that way. He said it a year ago. He's ready for the revolution, ready to bring the country down. This is a man sitting in the Supreme Court. So please pay attention to what's going on. Our lives depend on it. If you even believe in the American Revolution, if you even believe in the forming of this country, how can you, actually, how dare you, any American, actually? feel comfortable with having a dictator, which is really what we have right now, a dictator running the country, threatening us. I am tired of that damn man threatening me as an American citizen all the time, putting fear in us. 
telling us what we need to do, taking away states' right, putting the military against us, police officers and everyone. So I just want you to start thinking, if you have pride and believe in democracy, there is absolutely no way in hell that you can sit in your damn houses and support this man and think it's okay to have a dictator running America. Let me just clarify a few things. What the my older ego is saying is, one, he's not touching the income taxes because, again, it takes legislation, it takes Congress. Two, he feels he can get away with this because he's not getting rid of the taxes, he's just deferring them and you're going to owe them. But he's going to mess up a lot of people. As it was said, he feels that if he puts the money in your hand, you're going to spend more. The economy will look like it's growing. He'll say, look at the numbers, they're going up. People are out spending and doing things. When a man is a maniac, which means this man has talked before about using nuclear weapons for silly things. So when you get someone who does not understand the true impetus of what they're doing or what they may do, that's no longer brilliant in my mind. We're not talking just semantics. To me, that's maniacal. And any of these people, including Alito, who don't really have, they can read all the books they want, but they don't have a grasp of what you do to people when you do some of these things. The way you're going to mess up society and mess up people's lives. So it's not a disagreement. As I've said before, he's a marketing genius. You gotta stop looking at the man on the stage who's distracting you. Because as I've said, the man is ripping us off of hundreds of millions of dollars while he does it. Nobody's reporting on it. I'm working on getting people to look at it. <coughs> so, pardon me. When you deal with a rat, you gotta treat him like a rat. So now let's talk about what this man has been doing to politicize everything. And when I say this man, I mean the Republican Party. The Republican Party. Please keep that in mind. And I'm tired of the Republican Party pretending that they are better than the rest of us, that they are moral. They're immoral, obviously. That's obvious by the, their behavior. They, they, they're rapists. They're cheaters. They're liars. I mean, they're thieves. All of it. So please don't buy their crap about morality and, and family values. They don't have any. That's number one. So the rest of us need to stand up and stop allowing this kind of lies to continue to go out. So what has he done with this pandemic? I do blame the president for the pandemic because he was made aware of it before the beginning of this year. He ignored it and didn't tell us anything about it. And he likes to blame everybody for his inability or his unwillingness, because I believe that this pandemic is exactly what he wanted. If everybody remembers when George W. Bush was in office, if it wasn't for 9-11, which he had something to do with, if it wasn't for 9-11, he would have been voted out of office. Sometimes you have people who get lucky in life 
Donald Trump is one of them. The pandemic absolutely helps him. He can ignore and have as many people die. That's less people voting. So it's in his favor. And if it's the right color people dying, it's better for him. That's number one. If he creates pandemonium, and pandemonium means chaos. For those of you who don't know the meaning of the word, I know Donald Trump has made the country accustomed to simple words. If he creates chaos, he can say, look, oh, look at all of this stuff that's going on all over the country, right? And then he gets you to go out and vote for him. Nixon did the same thing. Reagan used the same type of whistleblowing. Go back in history. The way the Republican Party wins is always on this pretend law and order issue, drug issue, and racial issue. They always use those three things. Donald Trump is no different. If you want to go into the next century, people, you would disregard that. So let's talk about... Let me just quickly add something on that. To the extent that he came out and he said China is bad, they want to spread this to us and the rest of it. Let's remember, as has been said by Joe Biden and anybody who's alive and thinking, he's the president now. If China was doing something, whether it was attacking us with planes, boats, or they released a virus, it's up to him. That's his job to protect us. And he's not done it. So no matter how many times he wants to call it the Kung flu or anything else, it doesn't change the fact that he's incapable of leading a resistance against an attack, period. Second thing, he starts to talk about law and order and the rest of it. But what he's done, there's something buried in it. A couple of podcasts ago, I said he's starting to repeat things that he did when he ran last time is descending from the upper floors down to us here on Earth. Same thing from the White House balcony and down and the different things he's saying. You could find it in his 2016. The one thing that was missing, his big scapegoat in 2016 when he came down the escalator, was the Mexicans. As a big local Latin group, he made them a scapegoat. They're rapists, they're drug dealers, everything else. Well, now... Since he sat down, he made this great plan that he put in to change the one that was there before, but trade between us. He can't kind of pick on them at the moment. So what is he picking on? The replacement for that, if you listen to him talking, is those low-income people who are going to come out to the suburbs and take over your neighborhood and mess you up. He's running the same show. The same garbage. So understand, he just needs you excited that you're fearful of this group that's going to harm your life. That's the replacement for the Mexicans, the low income. By the way, there have been tons of people throughout the history of America living out in what we now call the suburbs before it used to be the boondocks and the farms and the rest of it. Because they couldn't live in the cities. They needed a place where they could take care of themselves. We grew out into those suburbs. They've been there. They're not invading. So don't listen to him. Think about it. Understand what he's doing.
Go ahead. So I want to talk about this politicizing. You know, words matter. I encourage people to go back and start using the dictionary, looking up the meaning of things, and reading. Reading is fundamental. Convalescent plasma was one of the things that was going to be used, and it will be used, as a way of treating COVID-19. It's not a vaccine. It's actually used. Uh, a blood use or plasma use from other people who had the virus and have been cured, and they want to use it on people who are sick with COVID, and that you catch it in time for the plasma to work. Now, I just got to say that every time you have something, and we are testing it, or scientists or doctors are looking into genetic makeups, how things work. You cannot rush this stuff. We've done it before under President Ford. Other leaders around the world have done this because they want to make their mark in life and they put us at risk. And instead of this man working with the FDA, what he did was try to make them the bad guys. They're trying to keep you from getting better. How about the fact that we need to recognize that Trump wants to murder us and kill us, which is really what he's doing. He's not trying to make us better. He just wants to make sure that he deflects away from his corruption and everything that he and others are doing because it's the Republican Party as a whole. So here we are, instead of allowing the scientists and the doctors to do their tests and run their uh, testing with volunteers and everyone else, he turns around and he's decided he's going to fast track it and comes out like the big kahuna and then, and announce to us that, oh, we're fast tracking this and you're going to be able to get treated with this. I will be the first one to tell you anything coming out of the Trump administration, I will never take his vaccine or anything else, because I do believe he's trying to kill people, and I do believe he wants to keep this going. And the only way to do it is to break our entire government down where we have no trust in anything that's being done. So I want you to really spend some time reading. Just quickly on that, a couple of things that uh, my alter ego has spoken about. The plasma, often when you get blood plasma from people who've had a disease, they've gotten antibodies. You could use the blood plasma. It may give you protection. In this case, it hasn't worked. Part of the problem is they haven't gotten to study the COVID-19 long enough. As I said, when it started, it already mutated 40 times. It's a, a living organism that mutates to save itself and do what it wants to. And it seems to have many different pathways it follows. They've got, they have people who've had COVID, survived it, and caught it again. But when they've checked them from everything I've read, it's a different strain of it. So just because you had it doesn't mean you're going to be immune to it because it keeps changing. So a vaccine, till they really get to test it and see how it works, which is the proper way we do long-term these third stages of the trials, we have to see what the effects are downstream. Because in some cases, it could make you more prone to not getting rid of it. We don't know. And I, want, I, I, want, I, I admit I don't know. 
they don't admit they don't know, we will be getting more things that will help delay it, treat it. That's what happened with HIV. We still don't have a vac vaccine, but we've learned how to deal with it. And let me just say that here's something I'm going to read what the president, I'm, sh I'm sorry, he's not the president. He is uh, Putin's lackey. He, he tweeted, the deep state or whoever, because he never can give you true answers to anything. He just makes comments. Over at the FDA, it's making it very difficult for drug companies to get people in order to test the vaccine and therapeutics. Well, that's not true because drug companies will run their own tests and then they come in for approval and they have to justify their findings. Obviously, they're hoping to delay the answer until after November 3rd. That's interesting. And he's trying to kill us before November 3rd. So what's the difference? He's politicizing it. They're not. We must focus on speed and saving lives. Really? He hasn't done anything to try to save any life. I mean, I don't even understand how anybody could believe this man, but his brilliancy is that he pivots at a, at a blink of an eye and he's telling you one, in one moment is no big deal with the COVID and he's not responsible. And on the other hand, he has the nerve to accuse people of not trying to save lives. So please pay attention and be careful. One of the best proofs, proofs of that, I'm sorry to go back, the memo that he just issued this week, where he said he may not, if the cities and states don't control their violence, he may take funds away from them. If you get to read that memo that he put out, within it, I will give you a quote. What he said is the duty of the president. And these are the words he used in his memo. Protecting our citizens is the first most sacred duty of government. His words. He failed when it came to COVID, absolutely, from doing what he says is the sacred duty of the president to the country. I want to talk about the elections. Let's talk about voter ballots. August 10th. By the way, for all of you people who continue to believe Fox News, that it's fake news, and, and whatever the hell he says goes, and I've heard people say that the president said it, so it's true. The president is lying. And unless you're a liar yourself, you should be able to recognize that he's lying. August 10th, at a briefing, he gets up in the podium and he starts talking about Half a million incorrect absentee ballots were sent all across the state of Virginia. That's a lie, of course, including to many dead people. I am so tired of this man and his constant trying to make it look like it's everybody else. His family were registered in multiple states, and that was his youngest daughter. People in his cabinet, the swamp, the deep state, he likes to use that word. He is the deep state. They are all the deep state. <clears throat> they voted and were registered in multiple locations. I don't see them going to jail, and I don't see him calling them out. And we all knew it. It was reported. They were caught. But this is what he says. Half a million incorrect absentee votes in the state of Virginia, including dead people. And he used that word again. 
rigging of the election. Whenever you have people who are transferring what they do over to somebody else, you need to be careful. He is rigging the election. Correct. He and Russia and his oil chiefs in the Middle East, their Arab guys that he's working with, the multi-billionaires that he has business with, they're rigging our election. And I don't like the fact that he's decided he's not going to give briefings on election security. That's him and the Republicans in concert yet again trying to steal our election, but we will not allow him to do that. You know why? Because everybody needs to go out and vote somehow. Do not be afraid. I heard in the state of Georgia, and I have family that live in the state of Georgia, people are afraid to go out and vote because they're afraid of Trump supporters. Imagine that. We are now afraid of the Nazis that support him because they're out intimidating people. We cannot allow the intimidation. You need to show up and you need to volunteer to be a poll worker. I am going to volunteer to be a poll worker. I'm also going to volunteer to take people to the poll who cannot get there of their own means. So here again, he's talking about Virginia. He's talking about the Democrats. And of course, all of a sudden, the post office is not equipped to handle ballots. Of course they're not, because he's taken out sorting machines all over the country. He's removed mailboxes all over the country, and they're not putting it back, purposefully doing it. I don't care whether you're black, white, pink, or yellow, and if whether you support Trump or not. You have to start thinking He's taking something away from you for his benefit. And he wins. You're not winning, people, unless you are one of these wealthy individuals. And I mean super wealthy, not a little million dollars here and there. You're not going to get anything. So please pay attention to the fact that he is now talking about rigging the election He's also making sure that the pandemic continues. The more people die, the less people can vote. And that's bottom line. Also want to go into one other, a couple of other things. And I'm sorry, um, I should be more prepared. But let's talk about how he's destroying our institutions. He came into power. And before he got to power, he talked about everything is bad. People, please remember George W. Bush broke our economy, eight years of it. And the worst part about it is there were people who lost their homes, families who were out on the street, living in their cars with their children and no jobs. And the majority of the jobs that were lost were government jobs at the state and federal level. A lot of these Republican states who all be believe in small government, even though they're ballooning the deficits because so suddenly they don't care about paying back any of this stuff. They were letting go of people, but keeping the top brass in their positions, only the little guys they were getting rid of. You got to remember a man called Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, because he wasn't 
Putin's lackey. President Barack Obama had to come in and he had to fix this economy. He had to fight with Congress to give you extra money for unemployment. They didn't want to give it to you. He had to fix the auto industry. Congress wanted them to fail. He had to fix the banks. Congress wanted them to fail. Now, how can you run a government and an economy if you don't have a good banking system? Insurance companies were failing. Guess what? The majority of us, if there is any pension, insurance companies are the ones that actually manage your pensions. So you can't allow them to fail because if you do, what are you going to do when you're waiting for your little retirement checks to get to your home? Same thing with auto workers. I'm really shocked and disappointed at how the unions obviously learned nothing from Reagan and from the history of this country, how Republicans have always wanted to keep unions out and they do everything in their power to take your power away. And yet you continue voting for guys who have their foot, not only on your neck, but on your pocketbooks. So he had to fix it all. Trump comes in and we have low unemployment. The stock market is doing great. And as I said it before, the stock market is for people who have money, right? Big institutions. The average person doesn't have a stock. They don't own a stock. If you have a 401k with a company, they may be investing stuff for you. But individuals themselves, the majority of Americans who average, by the way, $30,000 a year, do not have it. It was perfect. All this construction that you're seeing is money that Barack Obama gave to these states. And he comes in and he says, everything is bad. And you believed it because you wanted a white president. So you got your white president now and people are unemployed. We have a pandemic. He's threatening our lives, threatening our cities threatening to cut funding. We pay federal taxes and he wants to threaten to cut funding for our schools, for our police, for anything that he doesn't like. And he's doing it mostly to democratic states. And that should not be happen, happening because we fought a war called the civil war to unite the country and have one United States of America not Donald Trump and, and, and Mitch McConnell and, and the Republican Party America. And that is a dangerous thing. So please, people, pay attention on how he's destroying our CIA, FBI, DOJ, Department of Homeland Security. I mean, EPA is virtually almost gone. He's destroyed that. And if he continues... With the help of John Roberts sitting in the Supreme Court and the 200 all white and a couple of Latino judges that he has appointed at the district and federal and Supreme Court level, people remember the average judge lasts 53 years on the bench, a federal judge. And this is what him and the Republican Party has done. You can march all you want, Black Lives Matter, but if you don't understand the importance of gaining seats in the Senate and putting a stop to how these judges are being picked, 
you will never have a seat at the table because these district judges, these federal judges, and the Supreme Court are the ones that are going to be sitting in judgment of your child, your husband, your wife, your community, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Again, what's important, and people are starting to learn it, but we've got to really take the lesson to heart, not just go out in the streets and march, but vote. It doesn't matter what color you are. What matters is where is your heart and soul? Do you care about our country? Do you care about the people who live in it and work in it? Do you care about the people who built it and the ones who are coming in who will help us grow and prosper? We are a nation of immigrants. We need to understand our heritage. We need to work together to accomplish what we need to be one America, not a split country. I want to read something from James Baker. This is about destroying the American institutions. I just want to continue it. James Baker was the former general counsel of the FBI, and he was the target of Trump's rage against the so-called states. And he made some comments. And I want to read it. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to quote him. I want to read some of the things he said. It's going to be really, really quick. He said, many of us, including himself, went into the administration thinking that they're either smarter than the president or that they could hold their own against the president or that they can protect the institution against the president because they understood the rules and the regulations and how it's supposed to work and they thought they would be able to defend our democracy that they love and that they had served not only in the military, but in a previous administration, right? They thought that they could neutralize them, but they fooled themselves. He acknowledged that because they saw that Trump was light years ahead of them. How? Because they failed to appreciate the advanced decay of the Republican Party. They didn't grasp the readiness of Americans to accept and even relish Trump's contempt for democratic norms and basic decency. We, the American public, those who put him in office, didn't care about decency or democracy or our country any longer. They were willing to accept him. And because Trump is so smart that he has an instinct for every adversary's weakness, his fanatical devotion to himself, his knack for imposing his will and his sheer, stay, uh, sheer staying power. This is Jane Baker analyzing Donald Trump. And I have said the same thing. When I listen to the news, I always say the following. These idiots don't get this man. You got to think the way Trump thinks. You cannot think about decency and, 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 and trying to be nice. You have to get into the brain of this man and beat him at his game. And as long as you continue trying to be nice, the American public will continue defending Trump. Why? Because the American public seems to have some innate need to just go along with whatever this man is doing. And that is dangerous dangerous. You do not want to live in an autocratic, 
uh, you know, right. a state. You do not, people, if you've never lived under a dictatorship, and there are a lot of people who have come from other countries who have lived under a dictatorship, and it's shocking to me that you would support a man who's going to be and is a dictator. Why would you come to America, leave what you didn't like, and put it here? You really should probably go back to your country and support the dictatorship there and leave democracy intact. Otherwise, you should be defending it. So I just want you guys to pay attention to that. We'll start to dig into your memory, and maybe you spoke to your grandparents when you were a kid, and they told you why they left the countries and what they have here and what they found here. Let's not lose it. That's the idea. Got to talk about some things about the military. The military right now, how, how, how can I say it? I mean, I believe in democracy and I believe in making sure this works for our future and our present. But I got to tell you, there are days that I wake up and I said, say to myself, I don't believe anything anymore because he destroyed it and he said he was and he actually has accomplished it. We have our military now sitting here in between the president and the citizens. He's using the military against us. He's using the military against our allies. And he's not protecting our military, our children, our husbands, our wives. He doesn't care that Russia puts bounty on our military personnel. And for those of us who've never served, you need to be careful about that because you've never served, but you are living a wonderful life in America because those people are out there giving of themselves and their families. Because when those men and women are away, their spouses and their children are left alone. You have a president who has taken money from the military budget that was supposed to go for housing and schooling for the children of these men and women. And no American is upset about it. So the military is rattled. Some military wives are upset. They are afraid for their husbands and they're afraid for their children because they don't like the fact that they're being used to put us and keep us down. Our military is not supposed to do that. And when you start having your military turning on its citizens, you have what you have in Russia, in Belarus, in Brazil, in Hungary, Austria, all of these countries that have dictators. That's where we will end up once our military fully turns their guns on us because the president is arming white nationalists to go to these states and tell people to tear down their government in these states, go against their governors. Excuse me, our constitution says separation of powers. States' rights suddenly means nothing to the Republican Party. They're willing to break down the states. They're willing to have the citizens turn on their government so that they can take it over. And that's a problem, people. So just keep, make, keep attention on how our military people 
are feeling, they're conflicted, and they should not have to be conflicted. The important factor in all of this is what people didn't recognize that he does, and it works for a reason. The president is the administrator of our government. So if he decides he wants to do X or Y or disregard a department because he doesn't need them to tell him anything, normally you'd hear an uproar in Congress. They're there to study it. They're there to advise, advice and consent of Congress. When he disregards them and the Republican Congress, especially the Senate, is silent by not doing anything, you're complicit. You're allowing him to do what he wants. So by being quiet doesn't mean you're not blamed. You are blamed because you're allowing him to destroy what we have. So again, when we vote, we have to change the makeup of the Senate, enough so that we get Democratic control so that the Democratic House and Senate and President can vote in what we need, put back bills. We fought for years to clean up our air and our water. He's suddenly saying, we don't need that. Excuse me? So he's giving people a right to make money off of our lives turning worse? It's really simple. Just think about what he's saying. These rules didn't stop America from running. They just made America run so our lives would be better, so we could breathe better, drink better, everything we needed. He's reversing all of this, basically saying that capital and making money is all that counts. Is that what you think? Pay attention to Supreme Court rulings that are coming down the pike. We have a Supreme Court justice, Mr. Roberts, who's decided to give everything to uh, Donald Trump. So now you have the Supreme Court deciding that states cannot put mail-in ba uh, ballot initiatives in play. They just struck down what Ohio was trying to do. The Republican Party, led by Donald Trump and various others, have decided to sue any state that's not a Republican state that's already taking your right to vote away. That Justice Roberts doesn't want to hear those cases. He leaves it to the states to do what they want to do. But if you're talking about allowing people to mail their ballots in, that the Supreme Court will listen to. So we've got so many cases that are being decided at the Supreme Court level as we speak. And I say this every time I'm on this program. People, the power of the courts, you must understand it. The power of the Senate as it relates to the courts, you need to understand it. A lot of decisions come down from the court that last two and a half generations. You have got to pay attention to these cases. It's not just Congress that passes laws. And right now, Congress, under Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party, aren't passing laws. They're allowing the president to write executive orders. Most of them are illegal. But since the American public isn't upset, and the Republican Party is compromised, we have no check and balances right now. And we have a Supreme Court 
that have decided that only big businesses, people with money, the religious right, uh, the Nazis, they're the only ones that matter. Money, businesses, religion. And in our constitution, religion is supposed to be separated from our government, and that's not happening any longer. And by the way, if you need someone to inspire you and give you the courage to move on and realize how strong they're being, there's a Supreme Court justice named Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's been fighting cancer for years. She's had serious bouts. She's old and frail, but she knows that if she left the court, they'd quickly hold hearings to put someone in her place and imbalance the Supreme Court more than it is right now. So this lady is putting her life on the line by being there every day, getting operations to deal with her cancer and whatever she needs, because she's looking forward to an election that will replace this tinker toy government that we have there. For no, if for no other reason, put her picture on your refrigerator and every morning say, I'm gonna do it for Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she's what stands between you and a Supreme Court that would get one more justice that would vote in anything this man wants. So let's honor her. Let's honor her fight. I want to talk about, uh, again, continuing with the votes and, and, and the election. I want to remind everybody, the election is November 3rd. Please do not get stuff in the mail and phone calls and you believe what they're telling you that it's November 4th, that it's been canceled, that it's November 5th. It's November 3rd all over the United States. So presidential politics in Florida, you know, Hillary Clinton last lost by very little votes. I have a chart up there for you to take a look. And then you had people who suddenly get into, you know, the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, the Constitution, reform and write-ins. People, when you do this kind of stuff, you take votes away, and that's why Donald Trump won. Jill Stein, same like Donald Trump with the Russians, but nobody paid attention to what Jill Stein was doing in Russia, okay? And you went ahead and you voted for her. And so you took away 64,000 votes from Hillary. Then you had this other guy from the Green, uh, not the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, 207,000 votes. Now, some of you know that they will never win. So why are you splitting the vote? This is not the year to do that. Please do not split the vote. Kanye West, you need to stand down and black people, you need to not be voting for Kanye West. If you really care about making some changes in the things that you were trying to fight here, Kanye West is not the one to do it. He's doing it to get Donald Trump back in power. Kanye West and people like him don't have to worry. They got their money probably offshore somewhere. They are yacht ready to go wherever the hell they wanna go while you stay stuck where you are in life and where you live. That's how you gotta look at it. So let's talk about Florida. So in Florida, 
The registration deadline for the November 3rd election is October 5th. There is no same-day registration in the state of Florida. So don't think that on November 3rd you can register to vote. If you have time to play games online, and if you have time to be on Twitter and Facebook and whatever else you do, you have time to go and register to vote. Again, registration deadline is October 5th. You do need a voter ID, a photo ID. Please go get one. You don't have to get a driver's license in the state of Florida. You can actually get just the state of Florida ID. It has your photo on it. Go get it. The polls open at 7 a.m. and they close at 7 p.m. There's early voting in certain areas of the state. You know, each county has their thing. But please, please, you have got to go and make sure that you vote not just for the federal election, but you also vote for their state and local election. You will see on the screen that it tells you who's running for office, Democrat and Republican, so that you're aware of who these people are. Take the time and make sure <clears throat> that you go out and you vote and you investigate what these people are. I want to tell you something. The Democratic Party has no representation in the U.S. Senate and only 13 in the House of Representatives. The Republican Party has two senators, unfortunately, and 14 uh, House members representing the state. You're and talking about the Florida Senate or the U.S. I'm Senate? I'm talking about the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House. Thank you for that. So let me go back again. The Democratic Party has zero U.S. senators to the federal government and 13 in the U.S. House of Representatives. From the state of Florida. From the state of Florida. And the Republican Party has two U.S. senators representing Florida and 14 House representatives. And then in the local and state elections of Florida, you've got lots of people running. You gotta make sure you put Donna Shalala back in. You gotta make sure that you put in Debbie Powell back in. There's a whole list. And as you could see it on the screen, and we'll try to post the link somehow for you to just go in if you're a resident of the state of Florida. You can also look if you're a resident of the state of Michigan or, or Texas or whatever state you're in. Please go take a look at what the rules are, what the laws are, and make sure that whatever you do, you go out and vote. I'll ask my alter ego to correct me if I'm wrong, but first of all, every state has two senators. But I believe Florida, isn't Marco Rubio up this year for election? Uh, that's a good question. Because um, I know Scott has been recently elected. He's not up for re-election this, this period. But I think we'll post it if it changes. But I think Rubio may be up for re-election. And you want to vote his ass out. You want to put a Democrat in. Not only his ass, you want his whole body out. You want him out of office because he has done absolutely nothing 
and he's a flip flopper. He has no guts. He anybody has no who balls. is anybody who has let Donald insult their family, themselves, and everybody else, and cannot speak up against the atrocities Donald does, is not someone you want there. He is worthless. Uh, Charlie Chris is running. Um, he's the incumbent. And he's got two Republicans that are running against him, Anna Paulina Luna and Jacob Corno. Jacob is a write-in. Please make sure you vote for Charlie Chris. Please put him back in. Uh, I mean, I can't read all of them. There's too many uh, 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 on the list. But you have got to take a look and see if you're a Florida resident. You have got to start looking at these people. And you have to start thinking, we've got to unwind what Donald Trump has done. Biden needs to get in, and he's got a job ahead of him because it's a lot of unwinding of the things that this man has done and then trying to take us into the future. Four years is not going to be enough. He's going to need the eight years, but you guys got to get him in. No matter what you may think, and I want to talk to black people specifically right now because I don't want to hear this nonsense anymore about the crime bill under Bill Clinton and under Biden. Three strikes, you're out. What about three strikes don't you get? You get a first chance, you go back and you commit a crime. You get a second damn chance, you go back and you commit another crime. Then you get a third damn chance and you do it again. How many opportunities do you think you should get? And please remember, black leaders need to stop begging whites in political power to fix your problem. A lot of the black leaders went to Clinton, especially those in Chicago and other parts of the country. You gotta do something about the crime in our communities, about the drugs in our communities. But what the hell do you expect when you do this? And you got three strikes and you're out. That was then, we're now here, right? But three strikes before that, you didn't even get a second chance at all. And by the way, that's at the federal level. It has nothing to do with how the states run their prisons. It has nothing to do with how the local municipalities run their prisons. Please don't confuse the two because a lot of people seem to think the federal law applies all down to the state. It doesn't. There is federal prisons, people, and that's what we're talking about. And again, you get people saying all kinds of stupid things to make you get distracted and maybe not do. They talk about Joe Biden sniffing people's hair, touching their shoulders, the rest of it. Let me tell you, growing up, I noted that many people who came from Europe, it was not unusual to uh, want to walk arm in arm down the street, same sex, grandfather, uncle, kid. They were more touchy-feely. So I figured because we're Americans and we like good slogans, I put one together for you to remember and not forget. And it's simple. It's, I'd rather be touched by Joe than grabbed by Donald. And one last thing I want to talk about. 
Donald Trump and the Republican Party is accusing protesters and Democrats and liberals of being arnicists and, and trying to start a revolution. Well, let's see. Uh, he encourages armed militiamen to actually attack protesters and he celebrates them. He encourages them to actually kill people and he pardons them or he makes sure that they don't get charged. I'm not sure what you would call that except arnicists and terroristic. Um, you know, um, he tells them to uh, make sure that they get rid of their state government and go with their weapons and threaten their leaders. So I think the arnicists and the one who's creating a revolution is Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Actually, Donald Trump said it many times. I've got 60 million people armed and ready for a revolution inside this country if you try to remove me from office. He has threatened us with that over and over and over again. You have got to remember, protesting, we are entitled to protest under our Constitution. If we hadn't done that, we never would have been freed from England. We never would have had the American Revolution. We never would have had the Civil War. So, I mean, I don't understand this idea. And people in the suburbs, I am now talking to you women. Please stop believing this man that all of a sudden, all the people that don't look like you are coming to the suburbs to take everything over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Excuse me? We didn't have this issue, by the way, when we had Barack Obama. Why do we have this issue now under Donald Trump? He's the great white hope. So why are we here? That's what you need to start thinking about. You want your kids to have a better future. You need to start thinking about how this man has used propaganda and has controlled our minds through Fox News, Breitbart News, and when he gets in front of the podium and lies and then says he didn't say something he did say 10 minutes before, and you're so confused, you don't know what he's really doing. You need to take a step back. You wouldn't accept it from your kids. Why are you accepting it from an adult male? I don't get that, women. We raise children. We give them what they need to move forward in life and not putting fathers down because fathers do a fantastic job. But we have them from the very beginning. And what you are allowing your children to see with Donald Trump and making it normal, you are creating people that in the future are gonna be just like him. And you may be sorry that you are teaching your kids to behave this way. When you forget the politics that are all over the internet, the thing that the internet is doing that nobody's really paid a lot of attention to, and I'm going to put it out there. When you were younger, in my days and stuff, there was no internet, no PCs, the rest of it. People used to say, oh, the, we fear the other. We don't want them in our neighborhood. We don't want this. We don't want that. We were more tribal. Whether we recognize it or not, the internet, is such a gigantic tribe where we all go in and out of different things we have interest in. Because you know what? 
Someone who's male or female or gay or straight or whatever, black, white, pink, they may be interested in 1942 canes or something, and you're interested. So you get together because you do some research and you go find people who have similar interests. What the internet has really done is open our vision of the world full of lots of people who have interests that are similar to ours. We don't have to fight with the people who we don't know and understand. We learn about these other people who are interested in things that we like without wondering what color or group they belong to. So the internet is changing our perspective whether we recognize it or not, period. Think about it, folks. Again, you have any final thoughts? I have something that I just came across our desk. That's a little bit disturbing to me, but then I'm a little bit more of a radical. <laughs> Mnuchin and, Pelu and Nancy Pelosi have reached an informal deal to avoid the government shutdown at the end of September. It's not going to include any funding, of course, for a coronavirus relief package because, of course, the president has decided that he's not going to allow that. But they're trying to not have a government shutdown, especially now that we're going through the November 3rd elections. I got to tell you, people, I don't agree with this. I think you need to have the damn shutdown and teach Donald Trump a lesson and go out there and tell people what's going on. We cannot continue having these short-term gaps that we keep doing without a proper you know, funding measure and a proper budget. We cannot continue these stop gaps that are happening. But anyway, we will follow me, up a little bit more on this, and I'll let the host have it. Let me just sum say. up on one more thing that I want you to focus on. This man who's told you that he's the great dealmaker and everything else, when Nancy Pelosi became the Speaker of the House and she went to the White House and she sat down with Chuck Schumer and the President and the heads of the Senate, Mitch McConnell and everyone else, Trump found out that this woman was smarter than he was, that could always best him. So he has avoided speaking to her directly. Is there any better picture? of his cowardice and admission of how he is not the great deal maker because he's not able to deal with her. So keep that in mind when you think about it. He's hiding from Nancy Pelosi, whether anybody understands it or not. Have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Be careful. The way we will get past this virus is by wearing our masks, keeping our distance, and keeping ourselves clean. <coughs> I want to see all of us stay here. I don't want more of us to die because of this leadership that's inadequate. We need to put someone in who will help bring us together and do what we need to get past this. We won't be locked down and in our homes, but we will deal with it in a way that works for all of us. Thank you, and have a great week.